is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. How to deal with your race being canceled. This is a really big topic right now as I'm writing this out, as I am recording this podcast. It's a really crazy time in the world. The coronavirus pandemonium has hit the U.S. and many of my one-on-one clients are working from home because their offices are closed to prevent the spread or maybe their kids' schools are closed. And I have a few clients who are in college and their colleges have closed And yesterday I received the news that my marathon, the one I was scheduled to run in April, uh, in four weeks has been postponed until 2021. So I guess the good news is that I can still run it next year and I can still have something to look forward to. Paul won't be so happy that I'm running another marathon next year, but it is what it is. Um, but if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about how I've been dealing with like some ongoing hip and knee pain, um, complications, issues, and it's been years, I'm embarrassed to say, but I started seeing a physical therapist around last year, um, around this time, and I've been very consistent with my exercises and I've been using my 365 habit tracker, but my knee and my hip have not gotten to hundred percent. So I finally got to this point where I was like, you know, this pain is not normal. I, uh, want to stop feeling this pain. I want to move away from feeling this pain and start feeling normal, start feeling a hundred percent. So I knew that I needed to go to the doctor and see what's up. And so we're going to get to the race being canceled, but I want to share where kind of like where I'm at. And then we're going to talk about how to deal with the race being canceled. And I think that the two it's, um, this episode if you haven't listened to the episode before this one, I would say go back and listen to that one and then come back to this one. But so anyways, my doctor did some movement checks on me and it's probably not what they're called, but that's what I'm calling it. So she kind of tapped on my knee and she squeezed different parts of my leg and she moved my hip around and all of these fun things. And there was never really any pain. Like I'm pretty now that Paul has gone through all of this stuff with his heel, I'm like, this isn't really pain. This is more discomfort, right? So it was, it was uncomfortable at times. Um, and she had me lift my leg while I was like lying on my side and she was like, wow, like it's as if your hip doesn't even know how to be activated. It's like you, your body doesn't even know how to do this thing. And then she also had me hop on one leg. So she said, single leg hops are a great test to do before you run. If you cannot do a single leg hop without any pain, you should not be running. So if that happens, if you're hopping around and this keeps happening to you where you are in pain, go see a physical therapist before it gets work. Um, Learn from my mistakes, save yourself money, save yourself pain, save yourself time and go see a physical therapist to get the exercises to do so that you do not put yourself in more pain. Okay. So here is what my doctor had me do upon leaving her office. No running for one week. So I was a little bit worried that um, I wouldn't be able to run my marathon and then my marathon was canceled, but she just said no running for one week. Um, She said I can still be active, but just no running. So I can still walk. I can still bike or swim or whatever. Uh, still do my physical therapy exercises, um, still strength train. And she actually gave me a few more exercises to do. So here's what I'm doing. I, uh, still, this has been my habit, uh, the routine that I've had in place for a while. And it's really helpful. I set a timer for 15 minutes. I 
turn on some music. Um, and then I do my exercises and then I color in my, uh, my 365 habit tracker. And then I'm still doing my Jameson walk. I'm still doing my Jacqueline walk. I'm still doing my strength training from my 15 minute movement menu. Like nothing besides the no running changes. All of the other variables stay the same. I also started taking an anti-inflammatory medication to help with the pain. And then next week I have an appointment with my amazing physical therapist to start NMES, which is neuromuscular electrical stimulation. So she's going to use a device that will send electrical impulses to my muscles to cause them to contract. And hopefully this will help with strength and range of motion. And then fun fact, Paul actually has a device that he's been using for his heel. So I'm going to bring that in and see if that's something that I can use at home, just kind of see what they said. So this mini break with running it's happening the same week as all these races being canceled and it sucks. Like it sucks. I see all the posts on social media. I see all the posts on Facebook. I'm in a lot of running Facebook groups and the Boston marathon being postponed Tokyo, that one. Um, right. So there's, there's cancellations or races being postponed to help stop the spread of the virus. And it sucks. It sucks when something is taken away from you, but it is a really, really good reminder that you cannot just run for a race because this is always a possibility. It is always a possibility that a race can be canceled. It is always a possibility that the race can be taken away from you, right? Last week I talked about running being taken away from you, right? And so I said like, instead of just thinking of yourself as a runner, think of yourself as an active person. Think of running as one of the ways that you are active. So if running is ever taken away from you, you still have options to be active. You still have options to get the same rewards that you get from running um, in different options. If the only reason you're running is for a race, when the race is taken away, you don't have a reason to run anymore, right? If you are just running for a medal um, and the medal's no longer there, then you don't continue to run. I see this a lot when I was a teacher. And if you can only get a kid to do work uh, for a gold star or food or some sort of prize, if they're only doing homework because you give them a prize from a treasure chest, when you take that prize away, um, they stop doing it or the novelty wears off and they're just like, well, I don't want to do the thing, right? So you have to do the thing for an internal and intrinsic uh, reason and not just the, you know, the gold stars. There has to be another reason that you're doing it for yourself. And so for me, I stopped seeing running as something I'm doing for um, the metal or the pizza. It's something that I'm doing for my, myself. I move my body for my mental health. So that's something that you can think about. Could you start moving your body for your mental health or for a sense of accomplishment? Okay. So I, I chat to a lot with a lot of people who can only get themselves to run when there is like a 5k and they're going to do a 5k with their friends. And I think that's fine. You know, a lot of us we got started in running as an adult with those fun 5Ks. I've talked about the color runs or turkey trots, right? Like they're all really fun things. But what happens if the 5K is canceled, right? Or what even happens between the 5Ks? A lot of you might be struggling to continue with running or continue with movement without a race, right? You stop running if there's no race. And I'm going to read this part from Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book, but he says a goal-oriented mindset can create a yo-yo effect. Um, many runners work for hard months, 
work hard for months, but as soon as they cross the finish line, they stop training. The race is no longer there to motivate them. And this was me. This was definitely me in the past, right? So like I'm sharing this not as like, oh, I'm superior, but rather these are all of the mistakes that I made with running. I only ran because I was uh, running a race. And then the only way I could get myself to run is by signing up for another race. But I need to be active for my life, for my mental health, for my physical health. Um, in Atomic Habits, he says, when all of your hard work is fo- focused on a particular goal, what is left to push you forward after you achieve it? Or what is left to push you forward after the race is taken away from you, huh? Um, this is why many people find themselves reverting to old habits after accomplishing a goal. Or you might find yourself reverting to old sedentary habits without your race. If your race is canceled, you just fall back to like, mm, I don't have to run anymore. I don't have to do this thing. It's kind of like when people only eat healthy because they're doing a whole 30 or they're doing a 21 day fix challenge or they're doing a 14 day sugar cleanse, right? You have to stop doing it for this outside prize. You have to stop doing it for these external challenges and you have to start doing it for yourself. So, right. You've probably heard of like intrinsic and extrinsic motivation or internal external motivation when it comes to kids in school and getting them to learn you have to come back to what is the internal what is the intrinsic motivation what is what are the reasons for yourself that you're doing it and the thing that i keep coming back to because it's a bit it's been a trend in my life or a struggle in my life is that, and that's my mental health right i have struggled with mental health maybe uh, anxiety probably since i was 5 um since in kindergarten i can remember being anxious in kindergarten in first grade and depression probably around 7th grade all throughout high school all throughout college grad school after after grad school being an adult i've struggled with mental health and there, you know, with exercise, like I don't really care about having a shredded six pack. Like that's not going to do anything for me, but my mental health is everything. You don't need a shredded six pack. You don't need to have the fastest race time, but your mental health matters. Your mental health and taking care of yourself, feeling good about yourself, that matters. That, you know, if, without that, it's really hard to do anything in life. Okay. So if your race was canceled, Use everything that's happening right now in the world as a reminder that races can be canceled. Races can be taken away from you. Stop running for races. Start running. Start moving your body for your mental health. Start moving your body for your physical health, for your long-term well-being. Um, Without mental health, without physical health, you struggle to do anything. You probably feel gross all day. With uh, great mental health with great physical health, you can conquer the world. Okay. So how do you keep up with your mental health? How do you keep up with your physical health? You you know, it's cyclical An object in motion stays in motion. So I want to share, even without a race happening, without a formal race happening, this is what I did all of winter to keep myself going. This is what I will continue to do, even though my race is not happening. Um, and this is what heads prevented me, what I've done to help me move towards being a more positive, um, happier person and stay out of my typical winter depression hole. Every winter I fall into a hole of depression and I just like, oh, that's just me. I just, you know, I just fall into this depression and I can't do anything. And I no longer want that for my life. So running or moving my body rather has to be a constant in my life, whether there's a race or not. So here's 
the habits that I've done, how I start my morning. Um, I wake up early, depending on the day. It's either 5.10 a.m. or 5.40 a.m. Um, that means I go to bed pretty early, 9, 9.30, 10 at the latest. Um, I teach first thing in the morning. That's just been a part of my schedule for the for – the, actually, I chose. <laughs> I chose to bring it back because I wanted something to get me up early in the morning. After I finish teaching, I go outside. I go outside. Um, I think about – here's a quote I'm reading uh, from Marie Forleo's book, and she says, create before you consume. So go create the life that you want before you consume other things, before you consume junk food, before you consume social media. Go create the life that you want. So I don't check my phone. I don't check my email. I don't scroll on social media. This is the shit I was doing last winter. I go outside and I walk my dog, Okay. Um, so we get, again, even though the race is canceled, moving my body is a part of my day. Moving a body is something that I do for my mental health. So I go outside, even during winter, even during cold Chicago winters, I was going outside feeling cold air on my skin, putting layers on. It's not that bad. Um, and I walk my dog and she's old. So sometimes it would be one block if I felt like actually, you know, she's doing pretty good, then we would make it two. And the next thing I do is I bring her inside and I actually moved. So I always give her a snack. She gets a snack. She gets a reward for moving her body. Um, I don't need one, but she gets one. And I moved her treats from the back of her house in the pantry. I moved them actually to the front table right at the front door so that this transition could be seamless. Um, I noticed that me walking from the front door all the way to the back of the house, there were a lot of distractions and I would maybe pick something up and start doing laundry or like, oh, let me do the dishes or, oh, let me go check my phone. And then I was like, you know what? This will help make this transition seamless. So treats are at the front of the house. So I take her for a walk, bring her in, give her a treat. And then I walk out the front door again and I take myself either on my one mile Jacqueline walk or one mile Jacqueline run. Okay. So even though my race is canceled, I am still moving my body. I move my body for myself, not for the race. The race is a fun thing. It's a checkpoint. It's a challenge, but the race can be taken away from me. So this one mile movement is going to happen no matter what it's for my physical and my mental health. It continues on even without that prize. The next thing I do is I head downstairs and I put on my uh, Jacqueline playlist on Spotify I set a timer, 15 minutes, do my physical therapy exercises, move away from pain, move closer to feeling strong. And then I set another timer and do 15 minutes from my movement menu, which more, more info on the movement menu um, this April. But I move, I strength train my body for my mental and physical health. It's not for a weight loss competition. It is not for a race. It is for myself so that I can feel physically strong so that my heart rate can increase so that I can feel the sense of accomplishment first thing in the morning. I am creating the life that I want before I consume other, you know, before I consume media, before I consume anything and creating the life that I want. And the life that I want for myself includes great mental health. It includes great physical health. Um, and movement is a part of my life even without a race happening. Okay. So here are the benefits of this. I get to feel accomplished even without the race. So in Atomic Habits, he talks about that. Like after the race is done, you're like, cool, now what? Well, I get to feel accomplished every single day of my life, even without, you know, crossing a finish line, even without photos, even without, you know, external validation from other people on social media or people, you know, oh, great job, you know, walking around the city, uh, limping with a marathon medal on, I get to feel a sense of accomplishment every single day. Every single day I wake up and I'm like, 
all right, we're doing this thing. And every night I write in my journal, Jacqueline, I'm so proud of you. I have a one line journal that I write in before I go to bed. It takes 30 seconds every single day. I get to write something that I am proud of. Um, Pretty great. Pretty great. The other great benefits of uh, movements being a part of your life, even without a 5K, is you get to save 60 bucks. I know that 5Ks are fun, right? I know that they're fun, but they add up. And a lot of people struggle to move their bodies in between the 5Ks. They struggle to run consistently. So you can just become a person who consistently runs and maybe you do a race every now and then, but you don't have to rack up those charges, all of the money that you spend on the race. You can spend that money on a vacation or something else that you want to do, but you can just become that person who consistently runs and does a race every now and then. Um, the next thing, you get to be a runner, right? People, uh, runners are people who run. If you run consistently, you're a runner and you're actually going to feel more like a runner. I've talked to a lot of people who struggle to call themselves a runner because they're like, well, I just do a 5k every now and then. Um, but if you do something consistently, it's kind of like I talked about on episode one and two, you know, kindergartners who write uh, every day, they feel more like writers. They're like, look, look at my journal. I'm a writer. Or kindergartners who read every single day, they feel more like readers. They don't feel like a uh, an actual reader on the first day of school because they've never done it, but they do it consistently. Even their little, you know, tiny books, they do it consistently and they feel more like, yeah, that that is true. I am a reader. Look, I've read all of these books, you know? So that can help you doing this consistently running without just without having a race will help you feel more like a runner and less like an imposter because it's something that you do consistently. Um, the next thing, another benefit of doing this is that if you do, if, and when you do decide to run a race again, you're not starting at zero. Um, you're running the whole time. You're doing it consistently and maybe you ramp it up a bit for the race. That's kind of like what happened, what, not happen. What I created my, for myself this past winter, um, I after my marathon in October, uh, because I did not kill myself with training, I felt pretty good about running a week after the marathon. I didn't hate running. That was my goal: finish this marathon without hate running, without hating running. Running. Um, so a week after the marathon, I got back out there and I was running a couple times a week, doing um, you know really fun classes that run Chicago. And then decided to join a running group, decided not to sign up for a race, but rather to just join a running group, people who were training for a race, um, continued with double digit mileage. And then when I randomly saw this marathon in April, uh, it was 10 weeks from the marathon. I was like, wow, I'm in double digits. I probably could run that marathon in 10 weeks and signed up for it. So because I had been consistently running, it wasn't like a shock to my system to ramp up a bit more and train for a marathon in 10 weeks. Here's the great thing too is even though, right, like that marathon was taken away from me. So it's not, it's not even that big of a deal to me that it was taken away because I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I wasn't actually running for the marathon. I was running for myself, right? So if your race is canceled, why don't you just continue on? And that's the thing too, is like, even though my marathon in April has been canceled, if everything goes well with physical therapy and my physical therapist and doctor say it's okay for me to run, my plan is to run 20 miles next week, which is crazy and ridiculous. And Paul would say is kind of dumb, but that's my plan. Cause why not? Why not just keep going on with this? I'm, I wasn't doing it for the medal. 
I was doing it for myself for a sense of accomplishment, a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of a push. So my plan is to run 20 miles next week. And then on the day of the marathon, I, my plan is to run 26.2 miles. Um, so if your race, if you've been signed up for a race that was canceled due to the coronavirus, what if you just continued on with your training and on race day, you go out in your neighborhood and you run that distance. You don't need a medal. You're not, you're not a three-year-old. You're not a five-year-old. You don't actually need the medal. You'll feel more of a sense of accomplishment by doing this thing for yourself and focusing on doing it consistently, right? So I run for me. I run for a sense of accomplishment to be someone who does hard things. I'm not really running for the race. I'm not really running for the medal. The medal, honestly, like all of my medals, they just sit in drawers. They're something that when I get to decluttering that part of the house, they will probably just be donated somewhere. I don't even know why I even take the medal at the end of the race, but it's not important to me feeling accomplished. Um, looking back and thinking like, wow, you know, like you've been running pretty consistently for the last five years, or you've been running very consistently since your marathon in October. That never happens, right? That's what's important to me. Feeling that sense of accomplishment. The, the race doesn't matter. I don't care what my times have been for any of the races. It doesn't define my success. It doesn't define who I am as a person, but showing up consistently for myself, working on my physical and mental well-being those are things that are important to me. Those are things that feels, that feels like more of an accomplishment because it's been something that I've struggled with for so long for like pretty much my whole life. That feels like the best accomplishment that I've done for myself. So it sucks. I know that it sucks that these races have been canceled or postponed, but my suggestion is keep up with it. Even without the race, even without the carrot dangling in front of you, keep up with the training, the running, keep up with the stretching, keep up with your physical therapy exercises, keep up with the movement. It is one of the kindest things that you can do for yourself. And send me a message. If your race was was canceled and you're struggling a bit, it's okay too. Like I want to say that like it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel pissed off. Um, it's okay to have negative emotions. Like this isn't about being cheery and happy all of the time. No, um, it's okay to be pissed. But what if you turned lemons into lemonade and you continued on with the the training in the race anyway, and you felt that sense of accomplishment, being able to run a race without all of the, you know, the crowds and the metal and whatever, that's pretty cool. I, I've always said like, you know, training or running a marathon is pretty cool, but it's all of the non-glamorous stuff, the waking up early, the showing up, the doing it, even though you don't want to, that's really the sense, the, the accomplishment showing up for 18 weeks straight. That's the accomplishment. That's the huge accomplishment. That's where you're actually defined. Um, the, the commitment, the discipline, right? The last thing that I want to mention if your race is canceled, if you're working from home, uh, maybe you're a teacher and school is canceled or postponed, or there's so many different things. I want to share this thing. It's kind of weird, but I think it's important. And that is if you are going to be home over the next few weeks, a really, really great way to make some extra cash is teaching online to kids in China. So my students in China, they have been home from school since Chinese New Year. They like went home uh, for holiday break and never went back to school. And so they've been home. They're taking classes basically all hours of the day. Um, I've been teaching just in the mornings and sometimes in the evenings. 
Um, in order to teach online, you just need a bachelor's degree. It can be in anything. You don't need teaching experience. You just need some experience with children. So if you have kids or you worked in a summer camp when you were in college or Sunday school or whatever, um, that, that qualifies. That's totally fine. Um, February was a big month for a lot of teachers that I, I read some posts, like people teaching like 600 classes, which is insane. They didn't sleep at all, but they made like $6,000 in February alone. I, on the other hand, I like my sleep. I like my sanity. I like my schedule. I like my routine. I like my habits. So I kept it to my routine and I made about 1500 bucks last month, which is not too shabby. Um, for just sitting in my uh, office and working for an hour or two a day. So I'm going to put a link to teaching online. I have a bunch of questions uh, answered in there. Um, but yeah, it's a great way. I let's see, 2000. Let's see, 2018. I think I made about thirty thousand uh, dollars teaching online. I think that or twenty. I can't remember what it was, but it was a it was a good chunk of change, and it was super helpful because we were traveling a lot. That's actually the year we went to Thailand. We were, we did our road trip. We had a lot of things going on, but I really stuck uh, consistent. So it's, it's more proof that those small things that we do consistently add up over time. That's from the compound effect. Um, but yeah, teaching online, um, send me a message if you have any questions and if your race was canceled, I'm so sorry. You are allowed to feel sad, but keep going. You got this. All right. Take care, everyone.